Good morning. Ah, good morning. Um, welcome to day three of our Navigating Life seminar. Today we're going to be talking about church. And I'm sure you all know what the church is, right? So it's very vague, right, for me to say we're going to talk about church. Um, but we're going to talk about the church and why it's important. We're going to talk about the church and why we need to go to church. And we have a special speaker today, Anna. Um, and Anna is from the ID course, correct? ID internship, um, which is actually ran by Matt, who spoke yesterday. Legend. And um, yeah, so Anna came through there and she's today going to speak to us about the church and why the church is important and ask you a bit, some, some questions and have a bit of a discussion about it. So I'm going to pass it over to Anna now. Anna, lead us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elwyn and the team. They've done such a good job of running the venue. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so my name is Anna, um, and I did the ID course um, last year, and I um, live in London, live in West London. West is best. Sorry, the South Londoners over there. But um, yeah, so I live in West London, and I am really passionate about this topic because when I moved to London, I'm going to speak a bit more about this later, but when I moved to London, I really struggled to find a church and get plugged into a church. And um, yeah, so I don't know if anyone's like, you guys are 17 and 18, right? So if any of you are sort of looking at moving off to university or moving or maybe actually you know you're adults now like getting plugged into your home church if you want to get more plugged in to your church then we're going to talk about that today so I'm really sorry to start with this I don't want to get myself unpopular because I know you've like got comfy and you've got like your backrest chairs and everything but I am going to ask everybody in a minute to stand up and I'm really bad at geography, okay? But I want us to imagine that this is like the UK, right? And if you are like moving to university or if you are moving away or um, you live somewhere, which we all do, um, I would like you to try and find where you would be in the UK, right? And if you're moving somewhere outside the UK or you're from outside the UK, we're going to have like a little overseas group here okay so imagine like right up there I'm not great at geography but like that's Scotland and this is like Cornwall and like London's probably like here we think and then like where's that like where like Bristol Wales yeah and then we're like over here in Norfolk right so I'm gonna give you one minute and if you can find people who are like local to you like meet see where you are I'm gonna ask some people in a second you got one minute Overseas, if you're overseas, you're over here. Over here by this lovely tree. Over here. Yeah, where are you going? New Zealand. Yeah! What to do? Uh, working the church out there. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. 30 seconds. If you're in London, I'm, t- I'm going to be asking for boroughs, so you can do your north, south, east, west. 30 seconds. Abroad, over here. Over here, if you're going anywhere outside the UK, over here. 
Okay, wherever you are, wherever you are, sit down. Sit down. I feel like everyone is just in the Midlands, right? Everyone. Um, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask some people. See how good our geography is. So, you guys over here, whereabouts are you? Bristol. Lovely. Is that where you're going, or is that you're going to Bristol University? Is it in September? Amazing. That's exciting. Is there anyone else sort of in this group doing the same thing? No. What about you? Where are you going? You're from Bath. There we go. New neighbours. Isn't that exciting? You might have just made your new best friend for life here at New Day. Who on, on this side of the room, where have we got some, some people? Where are you guys based? Norfolk. Who else is sort of Norfolk-y way? The, just the two of you. Lovely. Represent. Woo-woo. What about down here? What have we got? London. Who's a Londoner? Or moving to London? Yes. Okay. Have we managed to do like, are you South London? Reading, Reading. Now nah, you're you're over there. That's not London. That's not London. That's me more west than I am. Um, anyone else London? Londoners? North North London. Lovely. Woo woo woo. Um, nice. Okay. So these are your new discussion groups. You never know. You might make friends who are local to you, who you can encourage and be brothers and sisters in Christ and build each other up for the next part of your life. So. Today, we're going to be sort of looking at four questions, okay? Number one, we're going to be looking at what is the church? Um, and Daniel, who was in uh, yesterday morning? Who was in the main preach yesterday morning with Daniel about sort of the church being the living stones and the cornerstone? Yeah, that's so good, right? We're going to be looking a bit more at that. What does it look like for a church to be healthy? Okay, what, how can we create a healthy body, a healthy church? Then we're going to be looking at how do we find a church. So if anyone is maybe heading off to uni or moving away, how do we find a church? And lastly, what's the point? What is the point of all this? Why do we need to be plugged into a church? So I'm going to start with a question for you. What is the church? Okay, so in your new group of people who live near you, I would like you to sort of come up with like a dictionary definition, like what is church? If one of your friends said, you go to church, what is church? What would you say? Cool, okay, I'm going to pull us back. I'm going to pull us back together. I hope everyone got a chance to sort of say their bit. Um, cool. Would anybody like to share what they... Let's have some answers. Let's have some shouts outs. What people, what is church? If I was asking you, what is church? Anyone? Anyone? We're the church. Amen. What does that, what does that mean? Who's the church? Who's? Amazing. So we, we, the people make up the church. Amazing. Great. Someone was paying attention in Daniel's talk, I think. Um, you guys had an answer? Did you? Yeah? We're the church. So if, if, um, I was one of your friends at school and I said what is like you go to church what does that mean you say we're the church anyone else got like anything else if they followed up with a second question what's that a brand new family I love that yes I love that that's great that's great yeah oh yeah Amazing. Yes, I love that. That like, sounds like it's copied straight off the church website. I love that. Um, 
So yeah, so um, Daniel spoke so well about the church being living stones made up to build this spiritual building. And, and in the Bible, God talks about the church like this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 27, he says, just like you guys said, now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. You are the body of Christ. So Jesus walked this earth, and man, I would have loved to have met Jesus in person, and one day I will. But he walked this earth, and he's, he's not here on earth now. He, his earthly body has gone. But, because God is so amazing, he sent his Holy Spirit to dwell in each one of us so that now we are literally Jesus' body on earth. Now, I feel like that's something I, you hear all the time. We're, we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ, the body of Christ. We hear it even on a Sunday morning. We hear it loads of times, right? But... Um, Someone once told me this, right? When Paul's on the road to Damascus, you know that, that story where he's on the road and then like a light shocks him and he goes blind. Do you know that story? Um, so that's in Acts 9, 1 to 5. And it says, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell on the ground and he heard a voice, that's God's voice, say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So Saul, at the time, he was persecuting the church, he was persecuting the Christians, he was throwing them in jail, and he was saying that they couldn't be Christians. He was persecuting the church, and God said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my church or my people? He said, why are you persecuting me? That is how much Jesus sees the church as his hands and feet on earth. So this question, I just want you to think about. We're not going to discuss it, but do you see the church, your church, as Jesus' body? Just have a little think about that. So the church, the, the global church, that's like everyone, everyone in the world. It says... Everyone in the world who believes in Jesus, it says we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, we are all given one spirit to drink. So your new friends that you've made who live locally to you, even though you've never met them before, they are your brothers and sisters. I am an actress by um, profession, that's what I do. And sometimes I go into like audition rooms and I kid you not, there'll be like this many people. And I walk in and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so like individual and unique. And I walk in and there is a hundred other five foot five white blonde girls who can sing the same as me and act the same as me and look the same as me and they're like dressed the same as me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how can people even tell the difference between us? But let me tell you, my brothers and sisters in Iran who speak Persian, I have more in common, more in common with them. You have more in common with the people in this room than even some people who've grown up in the house next door to you because we are all one in Christ. That's amazing, right? But not only is that amazing as a global church, but we are also called to be part of local churches, so when Paul visits Galatia, where he went on um, his mission trip, he says um, to all the churches in Galatia, so he's addressing like all the individual churches. It wasn't just like one big mega church in the middle. It was like lots of little local ones. Like um, 
we're all at New Day, woohoo! And my um, church are like leading a zone. They're like hosting a zone. They're doing an amazing job. Some of them are here. Woo! Thank you for cleaning the toilets. Yay! Um, so we all are part of a zone. Like I think, uh, who's like? I can see yellow wristbands. What else have we got? Blue, red. So imagine if like there was just one mega zone tent and it was like there and every time you were like oh I just like fancy a drink of water you'd be like oh I've got to trek all the way from green zone all the way get your water and come back or like frozen chicken I don't know it would be like defrosted by the way home yeah the way it's designed very cleverly by the New Day leadership team is that we're all New Day but your zone your yellow zone or your green zone they are in charge of you guys so the pastoral issues or if one of your kids gets locked in the toilet or I don't know what else I don't know what the craziest some of the things you find in the shower you're in charge of cleaning those toilets we are all called to be local churches in our community we can't just have one mega church because actually the world is so different we all have different needs and contexts that we live in and we are called to serve the local church so that's kind of um, the answer to question one which is what is the church? Um, and now we're going to look at what a healthy body looks like. What a healthy body looks like. So I'm just going to read um, a little bit from Corinthians. It's the same passage. It says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. For if the whole body were an eye, where would its sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would its sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in a body, each one of them as he chose. If we were all a single member, where would the body be? God has so composed the body that there may be no division, but that all members may have the same care for one another. So, my first point about Jesus' body is that we are all of equal value, yeah? Jesus had a pinky finger, oh, that's the pinky finger, but he also had a belly button, and he also had a toe, and he also had ears, and we're all part of Jesus' body, yeah? So, you, like... You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm only Jesus' elbow. Like, that's so sad. No, you're part of Jesus' body. That's really exciting. We're all of equal value. And we're all essential. We need a digestive system. Even if we can't see it, it's essential. You know, we need ears to hear. We need feet to walk on. They're all essential. And they all look so different. So I'm going to give you a bit of an example from my church. Some of my church are here. And um, sometimes, if I'm honest and I'm vulnerable, I feel like it would be easier if my church was made up of people who looked and thought just like me, right? If we were all index fingers. Because, guys, I know myself. I know what I think. I know my index finger. I know how to bend it. I know what ring size I have if I want to buy a cute ring. I know my index finger. Sometimes it would be easier if the church was made up of 50 index fingers, right? And I um, lead the youth group at my church with my friend Noble, and I cannot describe 
how different we are, right? I am like, I'd like to call it organised, but let's face it, I'm very like to the script. Come on, youth, right? It's ten past five. We need to be having dinner now. I like to call it organisation. It's probably, I'm a little bit uptight, but I like to stick to the structure, right? And Noble is like, yes, fine, like, yeah, the youth, yes, fine, like, we, oh, we're half an hour late for dinner, it's fine, we'll get to the meeting in the end. And sometimes it's really hard to be on a team with someone who is, like, so different to you, right? But while I might be able to get us there on time to the meeting... Sometimes I don't realise that there's a member of our youth who's looking a bit funny and they're on the peripheral. Sometimes with the discipline stuff, I am like, (laughs) not very good. And Noble is so good at calling it out. If we were all index fingers, where would the body be? It just wouldn't work. It's not, diversity in a church is not like a tick box exercise. It's not like, yeah, it's just really good to have a diverse church. It's not a political agenda, right? It is, I genuinely believe, one of God's greatest gifts. It's one of God's greatest gifts to us that actually we are united. We are one body in Christ. And yet we all look so different. And we all have completely different skills. So... Yeah, I want to say that's in gifting, in age, in race, in culture, in background, in life experience. If we as a church can look so different and be united as one, I genuinely believe that's one of our biggest evangelistic tools to the rest of our world, which is so divided in those areas. So I want to ask you now, Um, what is your gifting? Yeah, so if you were like an ear or an eye or a toe, what do you think you could bring to a church? So it might be like a gifting like, hey, I'm actually really musical and I love worship, so I'd love to serve God in that way on the worship team. Or it might be like, do you know what? Like when I was at school, I got bullied. And actually I can relate really well to people who've been bullied, yeah? So I want you to, in your groups... Just have a little think and a little chat. Um, you might want to split. If you want to like, make your group smaller, like maybe twos or threes for this one, then that's cool. But where do you think you can serve the church? Okay. I'm going to bring us back together. Cool. Um, cool. Is there... Is there anyone who, um, I love that, is there anyone who would like to maybe share something that they feel like, hey, I think I'm gifted here and I want to serve the church like that. Is there anyone who's got any that they want to share with the whole group? Yes. Yes, amazing. That's like so important. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, like 100%. I'm always like, if Jesus was part of the church, I'm sure he would be on the welcome team just like. Making, looking after people who are like maybe on the peripheral, that's such an amazing gift. Anyone else? Yes. A whole work. And the sound guy, guys! The mic is here, let's set up after. That's amazing. That is amazing. Cool, yes. I like to serve church and don't sound 
and and I'll occasionally do readings. Amazing, that's so good. That is so good. I feel like in the Bible, it doesn't really talk about like sound in the same sense we have it now. But especially over lockdown, like oh my goodness, wasn't the sound guy like the church's like most valued member in the whole church? Um, amazing. Is there anyone? Anyone? Yes. Kids, team, and worship, man, that is amazing. Kids, like, again, I don't know about your church, but kids' team, it's like, Lord, pray for people to be on the kids' team. Yes, we love the kids' team. Amazing. Is there anyone else? Yes. What's that? Ushering. That is a skill in itself. Because I'm like, nobody likes someone who's like, get into church, like, you're late, but you have to... (laughs) You have to do it in a nice way, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, can I just welcome you to, like, invite you to sit down? Very nice, yes. Tech and worship. Again, that's so good. Who's the tech? Yes, and worship. Nice, cool, cool. Um, yes. That's ama- that is such an amazing testimony. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is amazing. And you know what? I love, I love, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, that... Um, your foster dad encouraged you because sometimes and we're going to talk this about this a bit more it's like we actually can't like we're actually sometimes not designed to be able to do this without our church family building us up and encouraging us great is there anyone else yes yeah amazing to build up in truth I love that I love that and disciple that's so cool amazing guys thank you so much for sharing that was that was really, really cool. So actually, that leads on really well, both of those, to my next point, which is that it is our responsibility to encourage and build up the rest of our body. So a healthy working body, it is our responsibility to build and encourage one another. So it's, it's not enough. I think church in our generation, like anything else, has, can become a bit of like a... I'll go and I'll like sit at the back and I'll like attend um, and I'll watch church. Like watching church doesn't really work. Now that we've talked about the church isn't like a service or a church isn't a building. I don't think anyone said that, right? Everyone said like we are the church or the church is the body of Christ or it's an assembly of his people. You can't like watch Imagine like the body's like just walking around and you're just like watching. You're not, that's not being part of the body of Christ. We're not called to come and watch church. It says in Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to do good works, not to neglect to meet together, but to encourage one another. In Corinthians 12, it says there are different kinds of gifts. But the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. To one, there's the gift through the spirit. Um, To one, there is given through the spirit a a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another, faith. To another, the gift of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. Someone might get distinguishing between spirits. Someone might be given the gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. And someone might be able to interpret tongues. Someone might also be, have the skill to work on the sound desk. Oh my goodness, I would be so bad at that. I'm like, even with my iPhone, I'm like, I'm like such a granny. So that is like an amazing, amazing gift. Worship team, like wow, kids team, that's amazing. You have been given these gifts to encourage one another in your church. Amazing. So, um, 
I would like us to next question, right? And this is maybe like a bit less about like your specific gift and just more about like how you think maybe your church that you're currently in, um, how do you feel like maybe other people might need encouraging? Is there any areas where you're like, do you know what? The leader said the other day that they were like a bit burnt out or I don't know, maybe the kids team, they're really low on numbers. Is there any area in your specific church that you think, actually, when I think about it, that person could really do with like, me building them up or encouraging them? Have a little chat. Off you go. I'll give you a minute for this one. Cool. Nice. I don't want to like interrupt you because I'm like, it sounds like you're having really good, good conversations. Um, is there anyone who's got like some feedback, maybe some ideas, like how we can encourage the rest and build up the rest of our, our body. Anyone got any ideas or any gems that came out of that conversation? Yes. Amazing. That's so true. And actually, we're going to talk a little bit about this a bit later, but prayer is a gift. Some people, yes, you're like, oh, that lady in my church is like an absolute prayer warrior. But prayer is a gift that God has given everyone. Yeah, so I won't lie, music, worship, there are some people, we're all made to be worshippers, but some people, I'd rather hear them do it than others. But prayer, we're all called to do that. That's such a good one. And actually, praying, I know sometimes we can think if there's a problem in the church, it's like, I need to go and tell that person out of love the problem. But sometimes we really need to just be praying for our brothers and sisters, especially our leadership. There's, especially over lockdown, like they have been through so much praying that's such a good point amazing anyone else yes supporting youth groups amazing yes I actually think guys people your age like even me I hate to say it but I'm getting a bit old now for youth I'm like I I bought my Crocs and all the girls are like oh no you've got the same shoes as me like it's um I you guys like your age that is who like the 13 year olds the 14 year olds in your church are looking up to yeah? Because you're like the next stage on. That is such a good one. Amazing. Any other? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And actually, like we talked about earlier about it's a, one of God's greatest gifts is that he's given us a church that I, I don't think churches should just all look like the same age or the same people. We're made to be a family, a body that all look different. And one of my favorite things is like getting to know people in my church who are so different from me. Noble, who I was talking about earlier, honestly, I have learned so much from him because he's got just so much different life experience. It's one of my greatest joys is that I get to learn from him. Um, Cool, right. So now we're going to talk about finding a church. Is there anyone here who is like moving away in September or going to be in somewhere different. Hands up, hands up. Let's give them a round of applause. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yes. I want to ask, where, were you, you're not my Bristol. No. Where are you going, going in? Birmingham. Oh, lovely. Very nice. Oh, that was quite a mixed reaction in the room there. My word. What about behind? Where are you going? What's that? Oxford. Oh, oh, that was quite a different reaction. Guys, Birmingham also gets a cheer. That's, they're both very good. Both very good. Are you going to Oxford as well? What? Where are you not sitting over there? Very good. Nice, nice. And then we've got some people heading, heading overseas. Where are you going? The state. The state? Oh, which state? Montana. Like Hannah. No, Jake, sorry. Uh, yes, where else? 
New Zealand, amazing, very exciting. So, um, if you are going away and you are trying to find a church, then you can listen up to this bit. But also, if you are like staying in your own church and it's maybe the church you've been in for ages, I just want you to sort of have this as like a reflection of maybe seeing your church in, in like a fresh way. So I'm going to give you like, I keep saying a minute, I keep going over, but I'm going to give you a minute to like come up with your perfect church, okay? I'm talking like, what are we, what are we singing on a Sunday? Are you a Maverick City kind of guy? Or are you like, I don't know, a bit of Tim Hughes? I don't know. Um, what, are we, what are the refreshments going to be like? Who knows? Are you going to serve oat milk? It's quite the controversy in our church. Um, you've got one minute. I want to hear about your perfect church. All right. Okay, I want to hear, hear some of these perfect churches. Um, we've already got amazing. Um, so... Have we, got, have we got some hands? Have we got some hands? Um, lovely. What is, tell me, tell me about your perfect church. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, drill gospel, amazing. Yeah, we have some support. This is, I feel like we're going to leave this room with like a church plan, like, um, Amazing. Nice food, yeah. Yes, nice, nice, lovely. <laughs> okay, nice, brilliant, thank you. I don't know, you'll have to come up with a name for your new church, but it sounds like a very exciting place I'd like to visit. Anyone else got like, yes? <laughs> oh my goodness, wow, wow. I love, that is like the biggest like reaction we've had, like probably this whole week. My word, that's amazing. I think a lot of people can maybe relate to that, yeah? Nice, someone over here. People being there when church starts, yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, so I'm just going to tell you a bit about my story. So I um, said that I moved to London, I was 18, and I went to drama school down there, so I'm, I moved away, I'm from Nottingham, I moved away, and I got there, and I knew, I was like, okay, I need to find a church. So I, I went to a church, and I was like, cool, went to the church, and I went in, and I was like, cool, the worship is a bit dead, okay, so I didn't ever go back to that church, I was like, it's fine, it was a nice service, but the worship, I was just like, like, come on guys, Jesus is alive, like, this isn't a funeral, so I left that church, um, so then the next Sunday, like, you're waiting the Sunday, and the next Sunday, I went to a different church, and to be honest, the worship was amazing, but the preach, guys, the preach went on for so long, and I was like, nah, I cannot stay in this church, it's too long, so I went back, and then I went to another church, and this church, it was it was like, it was, it was good, but the welcome team, like, I got there, and I'm like, I'm new, like, I'm new, and no one came and said hello to me, and I was like, Ugh, fine, so I left that church, and then I went to another church, and this welcome team, guys, like, okay, this friendly, and then there's, like, really friendly, and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, amazing, sign up to this team, and here's student group, and we love you, do you want to come for lunch, and I was like, whoa, okay, so I left that church, anyway, nine churches later, it was Christmas, and I came back, and I just cried to my mum, and I was like, mum, like, 
I don't know what to do. I can't find the perfect church. Like, I just can't find it. I've been praying for the perfect church, and I can't find the perfect church anywhere. And my mum is very wise, but I think she maybe stole this off Charles Spurgeon. So I'm going to read Charles Spurgeon's version, because as much as I love my mum, I think he has a bit more, like, ground to him. So Charles Spurgeon says, If I had never joined a church until I had found the perfect one, I would never have joined one at all. Because the moment I joined it, if I ever found one, I would have spoiled it because I am imperfect. Still, imperfect as it is, my church is the dearest place on earth. Now, I want to encourage you, if you're moving away, don't be like me. Even if you're in a church now, don't be like me. We are so easy we find it so easy to pick out the faults in our church. Even, I don't know if, if you've been here at New Day and you've been like, oh, it was good, but like, why are they not singing any new songs? Or like, it was good, but like, why did the preach go on for that long? Why have we not got the big top this year? Why are we outside? Why are we inside? Why do they do so many games in the 12 to 14 zone? I don't know about you, but I know that I can even feel myself thinking some of those things, right? We find it so easy to criticize those things. And that's not, like, don't get confused. God's given us preferences, right? He's, he's designed some people to love Maverick City and he's designed some people to love, I don't know, Martin Smith. Is anyone like Martin No, a bit old for me. Um, do you know, he, he's designed us with preferences and that's amazing. But let me tell you that your preferences are not as strong as the spirit that unites us. Our wants and, and, and desires for a church are not as strong as the spirit that unites us. And like I said when I was talking about me and Noble, we are going to not always enjoy the same music. Or, you know, I would like my service to last an hour and a half. And I know people who want it to last four hours or start on time. Or some people are going to be late. There's always going to be things that are different. But I encourage you, when you're looking for a church... What, this is what my mum said. She was like, Anna, out of the nine, just choose the one you like the most and get stuck in. Choose the one you like the most and just get stuck in. And I won't lie, I feel kind of bad because some of them are sat at the back, but I was like, right, okay, so of the nine, I'll pick the best of a bad bunch. I was like, I'll go back to the really friendly one. I was like, they're all right. And I went, and I think I was like hoping to find like a really trendy, cool church where like the worship was amazing and I would like be the star of the worship team, make loads of cool friends. And it was a quite a small church. Um, it's grown now a lot, and there's some really cool people that are there now. But, um, but I, I joined this church, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll get stuck in. And honestly, I feel a bit like when Child Spurgeon said, that church now is not just like my my church my christian friends they are my family i i think like i've been so through so much there that they have encouraged me and supported me through and other people have and i've loved them through it and we really are a team and don't get me wrong there are still things about the church that i could sit there and complain about there are still disagreements in the church because we're imperfect we're we're not perfect humans but man alive do i love that church and and so i would my biggest recommendation I could go through a list of like oh well make sure they have this and make sure they do that and make sure you like them and make sure but actually I'm just going to give you three things three things and if the church hits this these three I'd say to be honest 
Choose the best one and get stuck in. Loves Jesus, loves the Bible and the truth of the Bible, and loves the community. Well, well, you tell me. I don't know. Maybe. If your church loves Jesus, loves the Bible, and loves the community that it's in, I'd say even if the rest of it is not perfect, you just got to find a church body and get stuck in. There's um, an analogy that I really like about um, coal in, in fire. You know when like, there's a fire and it's burning and if there's loads of coals in it, it's like you can see it getting really hot, right? I love watching fire. And you can see it getting really hot and it, even like the embers and it's like, it's like hot, right? And if you touch it, it's, it's dangerous because you'll get burnt. And I don't know if you've ever been like, at a campfire and you've seen one of the coals or one of the, the pieces of wood fall out. And I have to say, it'll probably carry on burning for a bit. But eventually, if that piece of coal is on its own, there's no way it's going to stay warm. It needs the rest of the coal to stay on fire. If you are moving away, or even if you're staying in the same place, I cannot encourage you enough. You need to be part of a local body. You need to be part of the church. You need to be part of the body of Christ because if you try and do this on your own, you will go out. And I genuinely think that's how God designed it because otherwise we'd all get really arrogant because we think we could do it on our own. I've been there like, yeah, I don't need a church. It's fine. I can do it on my own. I can evangelize. I can save the world by myself. But actually, just one index finger. It can't even walk up to the people to evangelize to tell them about Jesus. So I would really encourage you Find a local church that loves Jesus, loves the Bible, and loves the community, and get stuck in. And we're going to end with this. Why does it even matter? Why do we need to find a church? Why do I need to get stuck in and be part of the fire? Well, if we are Jesus' body on earth, what would Jesus be doing if he was here right now? So if he like, came to earth right now what would he be doing and I kind of read through the gospels and made a little list I think Jesus would be loving the lost I think he would be really hospitable to the people who don't normally get an invite I think he would be speaking truth in boldness I think he would be standing up for injustice I think he would be looking out for the lost and the poor and the hungry but Jesus' body isn't here anymore He's not, his earthly body isn't here anymore. We, the church, are Jesus' body. And we need to be going out and doing those things. Loving the lost, being hospitable, speaking truth in boldness, being courageous and standing up for injustice and looking out for the lost, the hungry and the broken. That is our job now. The Holy Spirit inside of us, Jesus dwelling inside of us, wants to do that work in your local community. And we cannot do it on our own. The best, most successful way to do this, like by God's design, is as part of the body of Christ. So, um, I'm going to leave us with one more question, then we're going to pray. In your like areas that you've, you've found, we all are quite different, right? Just like the zones, I'm sure yellow zone has had different problems to blue zone and purple zone. 
I want to know about your zone, your community, your place. Where did they need Jesus? I know in, in um, where, I, where I'm set, um, in Ealing, we live near Southall, and that is the biggest um, Hindu population outside of India in the whole of the rest of Europe, in the whole, well, the whole of the rest of the world, and the biggest in Europe, right? That, for me, is a context that Joe probably doesn't have in Peterborough, right? So how in your zone are you going to be effective? Who are the people that Jesus would be ministering to you? Do you have a huge population of homeless people in your city? Maybe there's like a huge LGBTQ plus community that need to know Jesus' love. Where do you, in your context, need to shine your light? Okay, I want to hear. I want to hear who you're going to be Jesus to. Um, So... Hands up, I want to know the place where you are and how you're going to be Jesus to that place. Has anyone got one? Yes. North London. Youth violence in London, man. It's such a big thing right now. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We will pray for that. Anywhere else? Not just... Yes. Yes. York University is one of the biggest university like populations in, in the UK, right? Amazing. Let's minister to students in York. That's so exciting. Yes. Poverty, home, yeah, especially at the minute, like, oh, yeah, it's so important, isn't it, at the minute? Like, price of living is crazy and, like, homelessness. Knowing how to look after money, that is so how we could be Jesus in that context. Any other? Yes. Yeah, it's just so true. Like, like the kind, the radical kindness of Jesus. That's so good. Thank you. Yes elderly helping with the elderly yes yeah it's so true yes amazing amazing it's so good that you're there it's so good that you're there right that's like you're the I don't know pinky toe that no one else can be that's so exciting amazing um cool I think we should pray for those things so why don't you get back into those groups and what we'll do is we'll we'll pray um, and then I, for those things that we just spoke about in your context, so those things that you were just speaking about, let's, let's pray how we can be Jesus' hands and feet as a body, as a healthy, united body who are encouraging one another. How can we go out and be the church, be Jesus' body to those people? And then when, when we're done, I'll, I'll finish and we'll close in prayer. Great. Let's pray for one another. Yes, Lord. Jesus, I just want to pray now over everybody here, Lord Jesus, and all the churches that are represented in this room. Lord, I want to pray over every single one of us that we will have a fresh love for our church. And love, Lord Jesus, we know it's a choice. Sometimes it's not easy to love But Lord, I pray now that by your Holy Spirit that can help us, Lord, give us an outpouring of love for our local church. Even the people we find really difficult to get along with. Even the people that we think are so different to us. Lord, I pray that you will help us love and learn and see the amazing fruit of this amazing design that you have for your bride, for your body, that you are the head of. Holy Spirit, I pray for all the churches represented here. I pray that they can be lights, lights on a hill in their community, for their people, in their context. Lord Jesus, 
that all those situations we were just praying about, Lord, you know them and you know that these people in this room, I couldn't probably minister to some of the homeless people who are in Loughborough. And I probably couldn't minister to some of the youth violent cases in North London. But Lord, you have got sons and daughters here who can. And that is their part of the body. Lord Jesus, I pray now that you will show us our gifting and where we can serve your local church. Lord, let us get excited about your local church so that we can go out and we can spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh, um, um, I, I kind of feel bad. Guys, you're all great. I feel bad. I kind of was a bit mean about my church. There is an amazing church, okay? If you're ever in West London, it's a great church. Um, and also, I feel like I'm not on commission, but if anyone is interested in, like, not sure what to do in life or where to go, then if you want to come and chat to me about... Um, the intentional discipleship year then please feel free but yeah thank you please can we have a round of applause for Anna again (laughs) thank you so much for leading us through that like I was sat there and I like I'm thinking about these things as well and it's it's great to hear Um, tomorrow we have another talk our last seminar session and that will be led by tim simmons who's just casually sitting back there as if i'm not about to speak about him i'm joking um but he'll be talking to us about money everyone went silent there i know what that means money uh, a big big topic and i'm hoping that we can get something from it tomorrow um and i hope you enjoy it so make sure we're here Bring someone, make sure you're here, make sure you're present, and I'm sure we'll have a great time. I'm going to let you go now. Thank you for coming again, and enjoy your second to last day at New Day.